In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the And welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Live on TogiNet. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. And with me is the keeper to the keeper, Lady Janet. Hello, everybody. And uh, for those who don't know Lady Janet, she is my better half, the uh, breadwinner in the family here, uh, right? Yes. Anyways, uh, Marlene is in uh, Delaware, uh, Pennsylvania or something, so I'm not sure she's going to make it tonight, but whatever. Anyways, uh, uh, how can I say it? Uh, How did you spend your uh, Valentine's Day, dear? Uh, By myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Marlene and I were locked in the bunker working on the new book, actually completing the new book, which will be out in September. 365 ghost stories from around the world, uh, which is kind of neat. So, yep, spent Valentine's Day with Maureen. It was really terrific. But being a good guy, I was. Luckily, I was able to stop by the cemetery and pick up some flowers on the way home. No, you did not. (laughs) (laughs) If you did, you gave them to somebody else. You didn't give them to me. Oh, okay. That's good. (laughs) Anyways, uh, the um, paranormal, what the heck was that thing I did? Paranormal Discussion Group, which was supposed to be on Tuesday, that has been postponed till next month. Actually, we just moved the schedule up uh, because of the snowstorm. And uh, the ghost hunt on this Saturday is sold out. Uh, that'll be really, really neat. That's at the uh, vault. You ever been to the vault? No, I'm looking forward to it. Is it a, like a bank vault? It, it, it was a bank vault. Now okay. it is a uh, church. Oh, and okay. so it's kind of, it's got the original vault in it, so which is kind of cool. It's got tunnels underneath it, and it's got a bunch of other things. We're going to be doing some really, really cool experiments. I know that we'll be locking people in the vaults and doing EVPs in there, and uh, we've got some uh, a new uh, electronic, like a hack shack, only this is a new piece that, that uh, Jim just designed, so I'm dying to try that out. We'll be doing a little scrying. We'll be doing a little this, a little that, and whatever. Are you going to be the first one in the vault? Uh, I'm not going on that damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, you are listening to the Ghost Chronicles Live on JojiNet, PowerX, and Ghost Channel and Beyond. And without further ado, I want to bring on my very, very special guest. Do you know what today is, by the way? What today is? It's uh, Fat... Uh, no, it's uh, Ash Wednesday. Oh, you had it right the first time. It's Fat uh, Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, whatever the hell it yeah. is. 
Yeah. Uh, yesterday was Fat Tuesday. People were to use up all their fat before the start of lunch. So, uh, so today's not Fat Wednesday, then? No, it was I, Fat I don't, Tuesday. Well, what is today? I've, I've got to find it's out. Fat Wednesday, Ronnie. Well, no, I'm going to find out from an expert. Let me bring on my guest. She's the voodoo queen of New Orleans, Bloody Mary. Good evening. So Good evening. What, what is it? It's and not she's fat. right. She's right. It's Ash Wednesday. So no Fat Wednesday? It's Fat Tuesday. No, you get to get rid of your fat before today. A skinny Wednesday, maybe? Or... You get rid of all your sins before Lent. So the last hurrah is Fat Tuesday. At midnight, they clear the streets and take off your mask. The only night of the year they do that in New Orleans. Really? So yeah. it's like a dead, dead town now? Well, right this minute, everybody's exhausted anyway, hungover. <laughs> Whatever the case. But it's always a dead town. Cities of the dead and all that. But no, it's uh, this the day of rest. Oh, day that's of rest. amazing. That's absolutely, you know, you know, New Orleans went through such, you know, well, so, so much crap happened to it. And this has been really, really a good year for New Orleans. Absolutely. Actually, the what we called Dat Tuesday, which was last week, which was the parade after winning the Super Bowl, was the most high-intense energy day over any Mardi Gras, over anything. I mean, from Sunday on, was insane in this town. We were also happy that uh, Louisiana won, especially after all the horror they've gone through. So seeing the pictures of the misery was just unbelievable. It's definitely a healer, and I would have never given football that credit before Katrina, but uh, <laughs> I have a newfound respect for what it can do besides entertain uh, some beer drinkers on a Sunday, you know? Right. <laughs> it's definitely healed. Brought everybody together. Well, you know, what's the spirit, what's including the spirit. They were right. what's, wrong the with raising, what's wrong with raising a little spirit? That's all I'm saying. You know what I'm talking yep. about? Everybody connected, including the ghost, come watch the game and celebrate. So, uh, Anyways, uh, Bloody Mary, for those who don't know, uh, you actually, uh, well, I always consider you the voodoo queen of New Orleans, uh, reincarnated Marie Laveau. Oh. I don't know if I'm the reincarnated. I never said I was the reincarnated. No, I did. Didn't, you, didn't you? Didn't you just hear me? I just spitted it out. Yes, yes. I mean, I've never said that. I definitely channel her and work with her and was baptized with her name when I became, you know, official technical priestess and such. So there are connections, but I don't think I was reincarnated, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I didn't think I could embarrass anyone, but I guess they did. Oh, well, I'm best to everybody. Oh, I'm not I just didn't want to make a claim, that's all. <laughs> Let me do it for you. Anyways, uh, you you actually run some tours down there, too, which are kind of cool as well. I've been teaching Paranormal Connection and doing it from a tour, workshop, investigation, and technically for 15 years, but most of my life growing up here doing that kind of stuff before it was a business. So part-time my whole life full-time for about 15 years. Wow. And uh, I know we both have uh, a mutual friend and, and the witch from uh, Salem, Mr. Christian Day. And he loves New Orleans, too, and tries to come as often as he can, but he's very busy. I, I know it because I, I happen to see him on Facebook, and he says, oh, I need a vacation. i got to go to New Orleans. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, he was kind yes, enough to light a candle to Marie Laveau for me when I had my cancer. I actually go to her tomb for many people's healings and especially do a lot of cancer work there Wait. myself. 
She was our Florence Nightingale in her day, as well as Voodoo Queen and an incredible healer. So to tap in on those energies, to have agree, you know, to help people here is something I do quite a lot at her tomb and at the altar I have with her on it, yes. That's fantastic. Well, well, let me ask you, do you want me to call you Bloody or Mary? Or Bloody Mary? Whatever you uh, prefer. Uh, you know. Not, 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 not BM, though. Miss, Miss Bloody Mary, uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I, I'd like, really like, you know, first of all, let me say that um, uh, we just finished our new book, which is 300, Ghost a Day, actually, is the title of it, believe it or not. I didn't pick it. Uh, it has 365 ghost stories around the world, and of course, uh, the cemetery where Marie Laveau is in is in it, so that's kind of neat. But a lot of people might not know who she is. Could you give us like a little synopsis sure. of, of who she is and what she does and, and why she's so important to New Orleans and, and the country in general, I would believe. Let her speak, Ron. At one point, she's been described as the popest of voodoo for around the world. In her day, a very strong free person of color in town who elevated to the status of Voodoo queen, but she was a devout Catholic as well, and there is no, uh, there was no problem with that back in the day. She was an incredible healer, an incredible psychic, a ritualist, uh, everything rolled into one. Dr. Lawyer Indian Chief is my, my quick way of saying it. Oh. She pretty much did everything. But she used a combination of her roots of African knowledge of voodoo, which came here with the slave trade. Right. She used her Native American Indian roots to which was also blended into our voodoo, the, Amer- the shamanism from here, and all the folk magics from Europe that came to this port town, which made our little special blend of voodoo under an umbrella of Catholicism. So strong woman in life, feared by some but respected by all, who became kind of like what most people out there would understand as an ascended master. Um, okay. That she would be like elevated in voodoo, that would be known as a loa. She was elevated to the status of a loa, just kind of like a patron saint of New Orleans. No, so people still go to her tomb and ask for her intercession as they did in life, leaving her offerings, evoking her spirit, and in that way, the tomb would be kind of like the altar, since it contains the vibrations of her remains, kind of like the relic of a saint. Right. And so. and you know this, that's. You know, Saintum, uh, there are a lot of saints in the world. Let's put it that way, I'm trying to say. Uh, and we don't, we always think of like, you know, St. Patrick or any of the traditional ones, but there are a lot of, you know, I hate to say. Less than known ones, right? Yeah, I guess that would be the word, but. Do you know there was a St. Ronald, by the way, speaking of that? Yes, you said that. Wasn't he killed by his own men? Yeah, but that's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> Martyrs, martyrs, yes. <laughs> uh, well, anyway. I mean, that's why people out of the Catholic Church, they don't use the term saint, but they'll use someone who is very strong and knowledgeable as an ascended master oh, that okay. they can connect with to be like their guide. Right. So, so non-Catholics would, that are into this type of work would recognize ascended master. Right. I mean, I mean they uh, they believe Jesus Christ was ascended master as well as Kwang Wei or whatever the heck his name and and all the other. There's tons of there's hundreds thousands of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, and, uh, in that realm, yeah, and particularly a protector here, you know. Right. Is she the? Protector? Well, I guess you could say she's beyond a ghost, but yet you know, not really just a ghost because she's elevated to a holier plateau but her energies are evoked and called upon. 
Now, has she ever been physically seen after her death? Um, no. I mean, there was lots of legends and lore written about the woman more than any other person in town here, I'm sure. Um, physically seen as in a... Uh, apparition. Manifestation, or you mean just like wandering? Uh, as an appar- apparition. Uh, a few little... St- a few tales here and there. I mean, I've bumped into her here and there, but more in, um, you know, astral travel, dream vision, occasionally stepping right. through. But she's not like... Rep- like a ghost would be in a regular area over and over, you know? Right. Now, I, I, know, I know that her tomb is, is, is really, really a big deal because it, uh, people actually, you know, I consider it making pilgrimages to it. Yeah, uh, because yeah, absolutely. Do. Right. Now, uh, there, are, uh, there are people who don't believe in Marie Laveau and stuff like that. And, but yet uh, but, they went there before the Super Bowl to live at Steven Offering. I, I know. I thought that was so <laughs> easy. <laughs> you can guarantee, be guaranteed that. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is. You believe in things when you're desperate. You believe in things when it's convenient. You won't admit to it all the time. And so right. most of the world's a bit hypocritical in that way. But, you know, when it comes down to it, yep. Well, there are no atheists in a foxhole. Yep, as the saying goes. Yeah, that's, it's funny. You must have read my mind because I was just going to say that. Wow, that's that's freaky, Janet. Well, we've been married for thirty-seven years. To each other? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> oh, anyway, <laughs> so so I mean, did you know that the Saints were going to win the Super Bowl ahead of time? Absolutely. Uh, before before the season started, I predicted it to thousands of people on TV, radio, and all of my friends in town. I knew before the original um, practice game. So uh, th- th- that's kind of cool. I mean, because a lot of people discounted them, especially after they uh, had a little bit of a, a, a little losing streak there for a while in the middle well, of the I'm, end. Yeah, of the- for a while, for what, for 43 years? Yeah, for a while. Uh, no, no, I'm talking about this season itself. I mean, they were... They oh, were, okay. Yeah, they well, were I mean, they won the- everything, and I'd heard about that, but I held strong because somebody came and told me before the season that they were going to win, and I didn't go out seeking that information. I wasn't caring about that information. Someone whispered in my ear while I was sitting here before the first game of any game started this year and said, this is their year, they're going all the way. And I was like, oh, husband, guess what? You know. <laughs> okay, so... So I trusted that. So you, you got this message from a guide from who, 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 who? I'm I interested. Didn't ask, didn't ask. I just listened and went, oh, oh. Really? That's, you know, that's funny because I, I believe that uh, all of us have spirit guides in, in one way or another. Uh, but a lot of people, they have to know who their spirit's guides are. Uh, they want to know who they are. Who, what was, what Sorry, did they I, do? Have, I have a haunted phone, too. It just hung up. Sorry, I'm back. Oh, are you? Yes, yeah, I was gone and back. Yeah, the little chat room. I, I, I don't mind. I, I like listening to myself anyway. It's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, didn't, I did not ask who it was. It could have been a thousand different voices. Right. And um, actually, it was just more of an inner, not, you know, I heard it and like said it, and that was that. Oh, that's so And cool. I have never gotten anybody call, just say that to me before. So. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that, um, it, it, like I said, I, I don't know if you heard that part about a, a lot of, uh, especially mediums and so forth. They they want to know who their spirit guide is. They, um, you know, they want to know what. Never want. 
It's never one. I've got thousands. Some of them are the spirits of the people I work with. They're ancestors. It depends on every situation. Right. So I have so many in and out of my Grand Central Station home, and also I have my loas, my matets, as it's called in voodoo, who are kind of like your patron saints embedded. Uh-huh. So it depends on the situation. People who are looking for who their spirit guide is are looking incorrectly. You should look at who they are. Don't oh, limit it to kind of finding the one. It is many. And you just find the ones that resonate better or that you can do with. But if I'm doing a healing on you or somebody else, for that moment I'm probably speaking to one of your spirit guides and telling mine, you know, different ones for different situations. Right. So you have a, basically the network behind you, like the Verizon thing going on, right? Yeah, I guess so. You know, except there, you know, and just like the Horizon thing, sometimes they cut out unexpectedly. You know, <laughs> you know, and you have to be able to continue to go with the resonant energy to continue on without having every word told you. You get kind of a energy knowledge, but it's not always that. There's also bloodline memory and spirit connection to your higher self, and you know, there's so many different things, and just the the ghosts that wander around town. I literally bumped into a dead saint player ghost in a bar one night in the middle of the season. It was quite funny. Are you serious? And, uh, yeah. Oh, that's it was so cool. Just some guy, at the end of the tour, I went into the feeds where I meet my tours, and this guy was next to me, and it was like the end of the game or something, and, and he's just talking at the game or whatever, and I kind of said, yeah, yeah, whatever. And he started talking to me, and he was telling me about how his best friend was a Saints player who died about two years ago. And, you know, she, his mother was going through trouble because they owed him money. And, you know, all of a sudden, that guy was right there, the dead Saints player. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to help you with this. You help with the Saints. Give me information. Stand behind him. So ever since I met him, and that was this season when they were still winning everyone, mm-hmm. you know, um, I called on him for help for the rest of the season, too, to ensure that they'd win because uh, for some reason I was supposed to meet him that night, and, and I did through the guy that was his best friend that helped bury him. Wow. You know, so. It, you know, it, it's really weird is because, um, let me let me think about this. How could I say it without? Offending everybody? Everybody in the world, yeah. It's it's so <laughs> funny. Um, like, what if I ask for help, I always like, Ask help from God because <laughs> he's like the head honcho. But it, it's well, that's hard. how you look at it, I guess. Because you remember, I got my, my Catholic, you know. Well, I'm, I'm Catholic. I was yeah. born and raised Catholic. My mother used to be a nun before she married my dad. Really? Um, very, very Catholic. Our yeah. whole town was 100% Catholic, so my roots here from 1720 were Catholic. There you go. Um, but God has the saints. Because, you know, and voodoo has the same belief. God is busy with matters of cosmic importance, and the helpers are the saints of the aids that bring the messages through. So you are simply asking them to deliver and continue on that little, uh, you know, inside knowledge with God, because they got the inside track, you know? Right. Uh, That's what the saints are about. I know. know. It's a whole way of, of doing something a whole way of new thinking for me because like I said I've always thought well I'll go right to the honcho but I mean that's like uh, whether you believe in the the Blessed Virgin Mary or not I mean she was a a huge important uh, entity in the Catholic Church and well she still is Ronnie well that's true I mean (laughs) and so uh, thanks fellow you weren't you weren't given like a special saint when you were confirmed as a Catholic oh saint's name yeah yeah, so, I mean, that would be kind of like the version of your matet in voodoo. That would be, in a way, that's your spirit guide. Oh, that's kind of cool. 
you were supposed to develop a relationship with that particular one that you chose because for some reason you chose that resonated with your energy or understanding. The one you were baptized with is the one your parents chose. The one you confirmed with is the one that you chose or chose you. So mm-hmm. you work, you can work with any saint you choose, of course. St. Jude is the number one called on one. But, you know, it, it's the same concept. But if you're a great, if your grandmother who died when you were 10 comes to you to offer help and things, mm-hmm. I mean, are you going to send her away? Hell no. <laughs> she whipped my right. ass. She's not a saint, per se, but she's a helper, an ancestral guide. Right. I, it, yeah. It's really cool. I mean, I really, by, you know, like talking to you and other people in, in the field, it, it's a, a whole way, different way of looking things for me uh, than I have in the past. So I think it's it's kind of a neat thing, really. Maybe we had an older form of Catholicism here that we really, you know, the saints and things going on. I, right. Maybe, uh, you know, because I guess that's why it was so easy for me to assimilate to lots of spirits and lots of gods and other pantheons out there of what you may call saints, gods, goddesses, loas, whatever right. term used. Um, I had already been brought up with such a structure of many different spirits. Well, that's just what I was going to say. You are brought yeah. up in a culture with, with the blacks and the Crayoles, and they all brought their belief systems meshed in with Catholicism and things like that, whereas up here in New England, it's the more... Uh, I'm surprised. I, have... we, I mean, you don't have a lot of Catholicism up there, do you? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, were the, you guys are supposed to be more of the, the, the Puritan, you know, well, Christians. Yeah, but not as well, much. you got to remember Boston, right? Kennedys. Yeah. Irish Catholic. Well, the first Italians. Catholic... Italians. the first Catholic church was built in Boston for this whole large area, but yes, now Catholicism is big, but our form is more of the old world, and, you know, just, well, when I was brought up, you you know, you weren't even supposed to go into Protestant churches or anything like that, you know, I mean, I don't believe in that anymore. No, they've lightened up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I was a kid, too, I don't know, hanging out with public school boys or Protestant boys is practically a sin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but everything was a sin. I mean, that's, uh, we're yeah, good at yeah. that. But anyway, so uh, we were 100% Catholic here until the Americanization of 1803, and that's when the Protestants and Puritans and more, the other ones for the rest of the country came here with a huge clash of cultures and then slowly indoctrinated other religions where people did changes over from one to another. So okay. everything here was very Catholic, you know, still right. parishes instead of counties. Right, yeah, in Louisiana, you're right, there are parishes. We have counties, you have parishes. So many New Orleans customs are Catholic, and so many of those folk Catholicism customs were old European pagan belief systems altered to be acceptable, and here also adding in the African. Yeah. Okay, now now the one thing I do want to bring about is the altar, because I think that's an interesting... thing that uh, most people can use uh, in their lives, and, and that's the, uh, the voodoo altar or, or the witch altar, which, uh, whatever you want to call it. Now, now did I lose you? Oh, lost her. Anyways, uh, yes, she'll be back, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's all kinds of an interesting fact is, is that, uh, like voodoo, uh, it, it they used to practice that and still be Catholics. I'm sorry. No, they're okay. back. Good. You, you know what? I, about an altar when it cut out? 
Yeah, yeah. Now, now you have an altar, correct? I have a temple, but yeah. Temple, altar, you know. I have a hundred altars. I have right, hundreds but, of altars, but I have I have a whole like church room, let's say. It's it's it, now is, is it similar to a witch's altar, for instance, like Christian's altar? No. Okay, that's that's okay. So what, what's the difference then between the the two? Or, or what are we talking about? Is is uh, the difference between like a witch's altar? Now, I mean, uh, an altar to me, as far as uh, it's things that, like, for instance, photographs of your past uh, descendants. Um, things so that, that would be mean, an ancestral altar. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I have an ancestral altar. Yes, I have kind of mixed in with my Gede altar. I have. Um, different altars for different loas or saints or areas. I have the main, I have my Rada altar for all the loas that are there, and I have a Petro altar, and then I have an altar with all my pots and my spirit guides, and I have a center post in the parastyle, which is kind of, I guess, equivalent, you might say, to the cross in Catholicism, an altar, or let's say the Ark of the Covenant in Judaism. Your center post where things come in and out of, where you feed and put things around. So I have you know, specialty, I have another altar in the bathroom and one over here. So I yeah, have a love altar for that. You know, it just depends on, being that it's an entire church, so to speak, as opposed to just a personal working altar. I think that's interesting, yeah, because you, you, you're, you're, your premise is pretty much a church. It's, there's altars everywhere. Well, I have one area that's particularly set up for that, for as a voodoo queen and voodoo priestess, Mm-hmm. I, you know, had, well, actually, my, our main house was in Haiti, which just got destroyed, but oh, managed, to get, managed to get our 89-year-old Papa Hungan out of Haiti just last week, and he is now in New Orleans at my main temple that's here with Sally, and then I have, like, a sub-temple of that, and then we have another one in another city kind of thing. So, like, you have your main house, that's where you started off. And, right. But as far as personal altars are concerned, you put things elements, you know, things that are of power, maybe the, you know, the cross you were given, you were baptized or confirmed, uh, holy books, pictures of ancestors, it just depends on what you're trying to do. Right. You know, your, your ancestral altar is for strength for them and strength for you in connection to the bloodline and respect, you know, so there's different ones in different areas for different things. So how does voodooism uh, differ from, uh, you know, uh, I was going to say witchism? <laughs> well, witches, I mean, witches are more of a European-based background with uh, much more oriented, in my opinion, to the seasons and crops and, you know, moons and things, which voodoo is not necessarily, but certainly embraces and respects every religion that ever existed. It's considered to be the oldest religion that exists in the world, and it's closer, really, to Native American Indian shamanism than it would be to um, witchcraft, so in my opinion. Because it's a dance religion and a musical religion and, you know, feeding the spirits and dancing with the spirits, it, it, you know, it, it's ceremonially, uh, you know, tributes to the spirits, and, but it's a dance religion and a musical religion. So I see maybe more Native American Indian shamanism similarities. Oh, that's that's kind of cool. Now, does but it it's Asian... an African shamanism? You know, not right. talking about the folk magic stuff on TV. I'm talking about the voodoo, not the hoodoo, or the conjure work. Okay, so there's no zombies running around. No. Oh, bummer. No, no, that was a that was a you know that's a Haitian fear thing that came 
from things that were going on there, generally when the Americans were occupying Haiti and trying to justify destroying temples and things to create even more fear than there always was. There was a fear of zombies. You know, mm-hmm. no, fear of becoming a zombie. Someone may be trying to poison you and use you as, a, you know, a slave. But there was never any fear of zombies coming out to, you know, eat your brains or anything like that. Mama. Yeah, you know. Actually, the vampire was much closer to that description in its folklore variety than um, the, so the zombie on the movies today is similar to old old vampires. Now, let me ask you. Um, one of our leading Protestant evangelists made a very hurtful comment about Haiti's situation now being a result of a pact they supposedly made with the devil. Oh, give me so, a break. And- no, everybody, evangelists come up with that. You know, they were saying that about Katrina, too. Oh, really? Like okay. They attacked voodoo, you know, they attacked because of the evils of, you know, going on here. And our, our little inside comment to that was, well, if God did that, then he missed because Bourbon Street didn't flood. <laughs> you know, so you, you can look at every natural disaster, and they're always going to pinpoint some obscure, you know, He's reason why for it. To cause it. But I just thought it was very, um, uh, well, very cruel. How they say that about the Catholics? So, you know, I mean, they yeah, say I mean, that they about, said that about they, We heard crap like that after Katrina, too, you know. It's yeah, like, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, you know? Exactly. <laughs> just consider the source, you know. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I know that we're coming up on the, the break right now. Uh, so do you want to give out your website, Dara? Sure. Uh, the full website is Bloody Mary's tours.com. That's plural, plural. But if you do Bloody Mary New Orleans, Google it, you'll find me. If you, do Bloody Mar- if you just do Bloody Mary in general, you'll get a drink. But if you want to find me <laughs> in Bloody Mary in New Orleans, you can, you know, you'll go right there. And I, I have a book coming out soon, too, but I'm still in the process of it, more of a pictorial ghost stories and, you know, full concepts of New Orleans. And I'll really? have it updated online. What stories did you do in New Orleans? Ah, we did the cemetery. We only could do one little bit. So, anyways, we are actually yeah, have to take a break now. Okay. Can you can you hold on while we take the break? Sure. Hello, okay. Break. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles Live on Tojinet Parallax Ghost Channel and Beyond. I am Ron Colick, and we're right back after the following messages. desk 
knocked down all the pencils and pens I had in a little container. There was ink all over the floor and on my pillow. Please take my son's word for granted. There really is a ghost in his house that is really freaking us out. I don't know what you guys can do about it. I don't know if you have one of those toasters like they do on Ghostbusters. We gotta get rid of this guy. He's ruining our lives. Help me. Help him. Help my family. This guy's for real. Oh, here he comes. We are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles Live on Toji Net, Pararex, and Beyond. And that kind of got messed up because that's the, the third segment in the, uh, the uh, ghost thing we're doing. Basically what that is, if you guys haven't heard it before, is those were real uh, messages left on the Ghost of Gettysburg answering machine. Uh, that's the courtesy of Mark Nesbitt. Uh, the first uh, two, uh, he talks about how he has a ghost of a soldier in his house, and uh, he actually bayoneted the cat. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, he's not a nice guy. And then the second one, it gets in a little bit more detail about the ghost. Eventually, we're going to put the, all these on the website so you can listen to them all in, in order. And then this third one, uh, it sounds like the same guy, but he says it's his father uh, calling in to t- take this guy seriously. So that's what that was about. Those were actual... Uh, messages left on the Ghost of Gettysburg uh, answer machine. And trust me, there's lots more. So uh, we are, this is Ghost Chronicles uh, Live. I am Ron Kolick. With me is Janet. And on the line is Bloody Murray. So do you get messages like that, Bloody Murray? Sometimes. Not not quite as as, uh, as kind of funny as that one, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, it was funny, but it wasn't funny. But you couldn't help but laugh. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, you got to set the boundaries, obviously, in that particular situation. Uh, learn to have a little control in your own home, I would say, or, I don't know. I get some very interesting messages psychically, you know, people that want certain psychic help as well as uh, ghost help. But a lot of times, people just want to talk, you know. They want to understand why. You know, but most of the time, they're not hurting them. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's... Uh, he, he evidently believes that he can physically see this spirit in his house, and, and this is goes. There's quite a few of these. It's it's really interesting. It actually develops into a little story. But mm-hmm. uh, now you don't see spirits like that in, uh, as I like to say, the flesh and blood. Really, is a full manifestation that you can see with your eyes. You see more. Sure, of them. You do. Yeah. Or, or do you see more of them with your third eye? Say it again. Do you see it with your third eye or, or your 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 normal sight? Both. Oh, cool. That I mean, different know. ones at different times, depending on where I am, what their ability is. I mean, sometimes you just feel them or hear them, and sometimes you see right. them, sometimes you smell them. I mean, all the whole gambit. Yeah. Okay. No, I did not. Sometimes they're walking the... down the hall when I'm walking in. I'm like, hey, how you doing? You know. And other times, uh, you know, they're in the graveyards or in the buildings I'm touring or investigating or. Whatever, sure. Okay, have you ever touched the ghost? Absolutely. What do they feel like? 
depends on the depends on the person. I mean, I felt one that just felt like you. You know, I'm assuming you feel like normal human being with skin and flesh. And sometimes <laughs> I felt a few that were kind of gross, that were you know scaly and icky. You know, oh, that, like, that, that yuck. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I was like, Ew. okay, great, thank you. Cratery, I guess, would probably be a better one. And sometimes more of a softer kind of skin, some that had, like, wings. Yeah, I mean, yes, I have felt, I have heard, I have smelt. Did you just say um, Humans and otherwise, you know, ex-humans or whatever. But I've seen animals, a lot of ghost animals, too. Oh, really? oh so you, you do believe in ghost animals, then? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, they were... A plethora of them here after Katrina, way more than ghost ghost people. There were so many ghost animals. I mean, everyone that came over was commenting on, oh, I didn't know you had a Great Dane. Don't have a Great Dane. Didn't know you had a white cat. Don't have a white cat. You know, (laughs) (laughs) but there were so many that were, that died, you know, that were left, that were killed. I mean, it was just such a massive, they didn't put the animal count up on the Katrina disaster. You know, it makes sense when you think about it. Right. On how many were so quickly wiped away. Oh, absolutely. Now, now and confused. You know, you know, it's interesting, though, because we were talking about animals. Now, when the tsunami hit, there were very few animals that were killed. For some reason, uh, you know, most they of them. They got earlier, probably. Exactly. They, they had the some instinct. Yeah, they, well, had they probably some... weren't pets. Right, they were. Oh, yeah, just, that's, that's the difference. Yep, that's the difference, Ronnie. You know, I mean, we had, if you think about it here, there were less birds. Before and after, right. you know, birds and wild animals like that get their early messages. Me personally, I had a whole bunch of cats before the storm, and uh, my main one and a couple of litters that hung around, you know, for a while. And two weeks before the storm, one by one, one or two would just kind of wander off and not come back. Maybe three weeks, you know, I'm not sure now. But the main mother cat, you know, she's still here and, and held down the ground. But they kind of, they kind of went off. Yes, definitely ghost animals. Now, do they, let me ask, do you, do they, they don't have souls, though, do they? they would you consider a soul, or, or would you? I think so, and I think most pet owners would, no matter what the church might say about that, would think that they have uh, souls and personalities, allegiances. Oh, they definitely have quality. that. I, I mean, I'm not arguing that. I mean, what is the, I mean, oh, God, how can I say this? I did so, have to help them cross over. Absolutely, there was a confusion, and I crossed, helped cross some over that were the same way maybe with, with any other kind of spirit, yeah. Are they, are they the same type of spirits is what I'm, I'm trying to get at? I mean, for instance, uh, you know, I know they have personalities. I mean, I, I've, I've had cats all my life, so mm-hmm. I know they have personalities, and, and, but are they... How can I say them? Are they intelligent uh, personalities as we are? Are they? They have the same higher intelligence. I mean, it's not the same, but I start. I mean, nothing's exactly the same, but they definitely. I believe they have souls. I mean, put it that way. That's because it depends on your definition. You know, some religions that believe right. that they okay. don't, and some that right. do. But I, they, they have a place that they had to go, and they have a purpose. And a lot of them are absolutely your protectors, or. It's, if you look at the, since I'm, you know, both, I said, a voodoo priestess, which also had Native American Indian elements, and shaman, I'm a shaman as well. Oh, your totem animals and your spirit gods that are. Huh? Uh, Did it lose? Did it lose? Yeah, we lost again. Oh. Well, as you know, we were taught as children that animals didn't have souls, but I'm beginning 
to uh, disagree with that. Yeah, well, don't worry about it. So anyways, how can you tell if your uh, boyfriend's a zombie? <laughs> he has terrible fitting clothes, bad breath. Brand new phone. Ugh. Yeah? Hello? Hi. Basically, I was just saying totem animals and you have animal spirit gods and energies and essences are equally as important as any other kind of spirit guys, if you study that from a Native American Indian tradition. You'll have your totem bird, your totem animal, which help you resonate who you are as a person, and to connect with that animal spirit is very important. Okay. Yeah, I, I just actually was asking Janet uh, how she, she could tell if she, her boyfriend was a, uh, you know, because I, I was reading about zombies, and I was wondering, how could you tell if you were married to a zombie or going out with a zombie? So, well, it depends I, on how much drugs he did, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hold that, that, that way. If you're thinking of a chemical zombie, which was supposed to be a poison-induced brain oxygen deprivation level that was put to someone, and then they came back half brain dead that could be pushed around. Yeah. Right, that's so right. There's lots of people like that in the world, but they do it to themselves, generally. Right, right. And they don't even have to be anything. More but, people are probably... Married to psychic vampires, and I have lots of studies about that too. Absolutely, drain your energy or vice versa. <laughs> uh, th th there are so many uh, uh, psychic vampires that we deal with each day that people don't even understand that there are. Right, people yeah, with, with, most of them, most of them are working nine to five and working. Oh, I have a lady at work that can exhaust you in two seconds. She's overbearing. She's obnoxious. And she sucks the life out of everything. Well, just well, you, really have learn, you have to learn your psychic self-defense, and you have to. And I, I get so many calls about that, and I do so many healings. It's not just ghosts that can jump on you and drain you. It's people usually that are in your daily life, your family, your siblings. You know, you have to learn to put up your, your put up your your guard, your psychic self-defense. I'll have to learn to do that. Luckily, she's leaving in another week, but uh, this woman is sheer misery. Hmm. Yes, it occurs. And, All right. You know. I, I did want to, I know that we're running out of time on this, but I, I did want to talk a little bit about your, your tours in New Orleans. I mean, what type of tours are we talking about? Are we talking about, uh, well, I don't know. You tell me. Well, I'm pretty in-depth on my theories and my history, and, I'm, you know, I go into quite a lot. I teach spirit connection from a variety of angles, uh, ghost photography, sometimes EVPs, depending on, how much time we have and how big group is. I do a lot of private one-on-one -on -one workshop seminar type tours, you know, that I might just take, you know, you and your wife or I might take, you know, a family of 10 or I might take a bunch of whatever. And so I do a lot of custom stuff. I'm not like a real, I'm not a commercial company. I'm okay. very serious. And I yep. have the only evening cemetery tour in town, so I do day cemetery and night cemetery, French Quarter tours, haunted pubs. Whatever there is, haunted dinners. Um, so whatever you're animals. up to, you feel like doing, right? Well, whatever that, you know, I have some that I open to the public on Friday through Monday that anyone can join, and then I have customized ones that I create just for, you know, certain groups as well. Keeps it lively. Uh, uh, deadly. <laughs> lively, but deadly, same thing. It, it, still now, you know what's interesting? You mentioned cemetery tours at night, and of course in uh, Massachusetts, it's, illegal to go into cemeteries at night. Uh, so evidently it's not there in New Orleans. Well, I'm the only one that does it, and if everybody just thinks of St. Louis 1, because that's all they ever hear about, but I don't go to that, and that one closes at noon or 3, and that's, you know, 
in my opinion, far, far from the most haunted cemeteries in town. You know, so I do that in the day tour, and there's other ones in other neighborhoods that I've had special permission and things to, to go in. And at this point, it's kind of like a, you know, dusk, early evening tour, like 6 to 8, right. you know. But I yeah, used to do midnight before they put the 10 o'clock. Yeah, we lost you again. Oh, my God, I can't believe this. So, anyways, <laughs> yeah, that, that's the one thing we can't do around here is, uh, of course, they, they close the cemeteries, and, and, and rightfully so, because uh, uh, there's a lot of vandalism at night. But then again, maybe if they had ghost hunters in the cemeteries and so forth, uh, they wouldn't be this uh, problem with uh, vandalism. And are you back there, young lady? Yes, I'm back. We don't have a lot of vandalism out here, and I did become the guardian of the cemeteries for when, you know, for when they knew people were going to be there. You have people that are thieves that rob in graveyards. I mean, they're lower than the ones that (laughs) that rob your house. They don't want to run into anybody. Right. You know, so if people are in there, they're not going to come. Yeah, it's crazy. I I don't understand it. But anyways, the... um the other thing I was going to talk to you about is now uh, if somebody wanted to sign up for for one of your tours or, or talk to you about any of the things you do, how, how can they get a hold of you? They could just go right through the website or they could give me a phone call. Um, I try to handle everything firsthand, so I take a you know not not immediate answers if I'm on a tour, but I'll get back to you right after. So it's bloodymarystours.com. And that has all kind of pages, including ghost pictures and community peas and all that bit. Or you can take the shortcut because it's got an elaborate homepage. Um, if you want to go right to the tours page, it's bloodymary.name. Okay, and the other thing I'm going to ask you, if I know we're just about out of time, is, is how did you get into voodooism? Uh, was that something you grew up with totally, or, or is it something uh, you developed? No, no, as I said, I was born and raised Catholic, like, right. I, like a lot of people here, but... I was always aware of the, that history and Marie Laveau and everything since I was a little bitty kid. Um, being that I was psychic since I was young, without maybe not necessarily knowing that was the word for it. Mm-hmm. Being very interested in spirits and ghosts and cemeteries were my playgrounds since I was literally a baby. You know, I started researching more and more. And, you know, voodoo was always around. And then at later in years, it just made more sense to go to a religion that included all other religions instead of trying to destroy other religions and call them wrong. Yeah. And it resonated with most of my personal belief systems. It included the religion that I grew up in, but it didn't. You know, I've had my own issues with the Catholic Church and going to Catholic school and um, things like that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> It took away some of the politics. It left the spiritual aspects and actually gave me a newfound um, respect, actually. For Catholicism, but it's also the oldest religion incorporated many things, and I have a tendency to believe that a long time ago, maybe it's a hope, people knew more than they did now. They, you know, they connected with things around easier or better without all the distractions, and it just, um, the longest lasting, it includes all the new ones, it's syncretic, and it's uh, actually quite nice religion. So if someone was going to go to New Orleans and they wanted to look for ghosts, where would be their key spot they should definitely go to? Me! (laughs) (laughs) There are tons of haunted hotels as well, you know, so you could stay in a place and as well as explore. 
you know, the French Quarter being the old city is great. The bayous have their own interesting nature spirits and such, you know, in the swamps. Um, my office, so to speak, is uh, the oldest bar in the country, though people are vying for that title, the Haunted Bar, Lafitte Blacksmith Shop. I get tons of You stuff have an there. office in a bar? No, that's where I meet my tour, so I kind of call it my Damn. office. Damn. <laughs> you know, that's where I meet my French Quarter tours. It's in the old haunted bar. So I've had, you know, years of experience of dealing with all the spirits there, and they're just happy partying like the rest of the people, you know. So uh, that's always a good place, and then personal things. But, you know, stay in the hotel. It's a bunch of hotels that have mm-hmm. spirit energy. And then explore out and take a tour so you kind of know the lay of the land and then go back on your own. Right. The the other thing is, and a lot of people, you know, they always think of ghosts as, you know, being scary or something. But a lot of times ghosts have, like, a really, really good sense of humor. Oh, absolutely. I've got some of the funniest ghost pictures anybody's ever seen. They've got, you can take, I always say you can ten, take your sense of humor with you. Got a lot of little tricks or funny ones, especially in the bars. I've got some that are, you know, very serious and want to help, some that need help. I mean, it's just like everybody else out there. There's a percent, you know, you go into a group of people. There's some that have a sense of humor, there's some that don't, some that are brooding, some that are happy. No different on the other side. Yeah, you always say that, Bonnie. If they're mean here, they're mean on the other side. So if they just say... Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're nice and funny here, you're nice and funny. You know, I've had, I've got great hysterical stories of some things. And, you know, some that just annoy you more to wake you up than are trying to hurt you. And a few occasions of people trying to hurt you. And it all kind of balances the same in life. You got some of your friends that backstabs you. They're no longer your friends. You got some that are still with you for the rest of your life. You know, it's the same kind of as above, no below. Right, that's 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 true. So let me. I'm, I'm just about out of time. I just want to hit you because these are always two questions. Every interviewer asks anybody that does anything with ghosts. Number one, what was, would be the most scariest thing that ever happened to you? And number two, I always ask is what's the most funny thing that ever happened to you? Hmm. Well, I guess uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of funny. Um. Um. I have this one ghost that I was uh hanging out with and. He smoked a cigarette one night. I was telling a story about him. Put my cigarette down, and everybody watched the ashtray, and it's puff, blow, puff, blow. A couple of years later, I was talking about that particular spirit, how he smoked the cigarette, he drinks the drink, because I buy him drinks, because I believe spirits love spirits, and I feed the dead and give, and give spirits to the dead. And I was talking about the cigarette from a couple of years ago, and I was totally kidding, and I said, Okay, how about a smoke ring? And at that moment, I got the most perfect, solid, thick smoke ring that came out of the ashtray, walked <laughs> between us all, and dissipated. So, you know, plus I have a hysterical picture of a um, phallic rod of orbs at a party that was targeted <laughs> where everybody was wearing that kind of costume, and they did too. A very huge one. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got lots of Okay. We, we yeah, actually have a, I have a question from you from the Pararex chat room, and they want to know... Uh, they ask ask about the house where the slaves were found butchered back in the 1800s. Oh, yeah, you saw that on TV. So, Madame LaLaurie. Okay. That's Madame LaLaurie. I go there every night. My great, 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 great aunt, Emily Trust Claire, is the one who originally built that house and sold it to Madame LaLaurie. Oh, wow. So I've got family ties in there as well as some inside information on it. It is abandoned right now and for sale, so if your person has $2.999 million they want to throw my way, we could go in a nice partnership. Um, <laughs> you can look it up right now at Sotheby's.com because they have some interior shots of it since it's for sale through Sotheby's. 
Really? Uh, Nicholas Cage no longer lives there. He's lost in Austin November 3rd or 4th, I believe, and it's been abandoned since. But the ghost is still active, and it's still the number one signature horror ghost story in the South, and she is definitely still there. Uh, so it the house really exists to start with. Yes, of course. The, the story yes. is true. There were there was a family that kept slaves in, I believe it was the attic, was it? Yeah, they tortured them. They, they right, them. right, 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 right. Sorry. It was the garret. It really wasn't the third floor of the main building where people think it was. It was over okay. in the side garret of, like, the slave quarter area, it seems more. But either way, the whole place has still got energies of many people. The 150-year anniversary of that event was last April 10th, of which I did a lot of uh, automatic writing and channeling and the rituals. Oh, you of, did? Get information of the spirits because it's part of a... The new book that's coming out, the autobiography of her life, which I was uh, working with Carolyn, who's the author, on getting information and channeling and such. So, yes, this is definitely very true. Some of the stories of the type of torture have been exaggerated over the years. But it definitely did occur, and Madame LaLaurie is our own, you know, horror queen of uh, royalty. Oh, well. She was brought out of town, wasn't she? Well, she left town and died in Paris. Um, she escaped the day of the fire, never to return, not understanding why, always wanting to come back to her beloved New Orleans. Her body was, however, shipped back after her death, but uh, not alive. Oh, that's okay. so... But her energies are still... Connect, very connected to that house, very much still there, and um, she and her cohorts are the only ones in the house right now since it's empty. It's been empty for a few months. Now, so now what, was, what was the, the Nick Nolte connection to that? I know he Not did Not Nick own... Nolte, Nick Cage. Whatever. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Different people. He bought the house a few years back. Um and the house next door, the two the, the two little houses there. Well, the big house is a smaller house. And, mm-hmm. you know, came when he came into town, would live there. And I think was trying to maybe stay there more full-time when all the problems came down with, uh, you know, money and uh, accountants embezzling and other problems, which seemed to have a string of bad luck, which hmm. ended up him not... Acquiring, not acquiring it back from auction on November 3rd. I think his father had just died a few days before, so he was away in the, at a funeral anyway. Coincidence? Uh, no, but that's, um, <clears throat> that's only one of a string of things, but that's, that's, gotta wait for the buy book. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and we, we'll definitely, uh, have you back on that. So, anyways, Mary, I, I want to thank you so much. We've got to wrap it up now. You've been a great guest. Uh, once again, it's Bloody Mary, uh, Bloody Mary Tours. I guess if you type Portal, that in. Or play Mary's Tours.com. Bloody Mary's Tours. <laughs> Do you get Bloody Mary? Never mind. It's probably as old as I am. Anyways, <laughs> uh, we actually did an interview with you before, which is available on uh, iTunes for a free download. And, and uh, if you go to Ghost Chronicles on uh, iTunes, you can listen to that one. And I actually talked Marvin into going to the bathroom and, and talking to Mira, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary three times. And you'll get to hear what happened then. So, All right, but, I'll try to come visit through the mirror then. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you come up here sometimes. I'd love to meet you. Maybe I in the summer. It's the only time it's quiet enough to get away. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, drop me a line if you do. 
and I'll get that link up as soon as I um, have a few days off this week, and we'll be able to contact each other's people better. Okay. Thank you, Bonnie Mary, and I really appreciate all your help, and, uh, you know, be safe and be good. Ashe. Yeah, bye. Bye, bubble. <laughs> bye, Mary. See ya. Bye. Oh, she's cool, huh? Yes, very interesting. But anyways, um, I before I, I uh, when we lost her for a minute, I was talking to you about how can you tell uh, if you're uh, going out with a zombie or if your boyfriend's a zombie. So I actually did some research on the Internet, and I did come up with a series of uh, things. Uh, the number one thing, uh, I don't know how they do a 10 to 1, but okay, how can you tell if your boyfriend's a zombie? Uh, a little sunshine, never killed anyone? Well, not exactly. He looks kind of pasty in the sun and, you know, like seven years old, dead. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> his skin's a little peely, and you could use enough moisturizer till Christmas, and he still wouldn't look good. Um, number two, how could you tell if your uh, boyfriend's a zombie? Uh, P.U., he stinks. Uh, you could- <laughs> You could bathe them in skunk vomit, and it wouldn't be any better. Uh, you can't quite put your finger on something, but it smells uh, kind of like, uh, you know, decaying flesh. Uh, hmm. Okay. How can you tell if your uh, boyfriend's a zombie? Uh, the incoherent speech. Come to think of it, I have that incoherent speech. Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> we should talk. Uh, he doesn't talk in complete sentences. It sounds like me more now. And nowadays, uh, a lot of guys don't. I understand that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. And also, how can you tell if your boyfriend's a zombie? It's that old uh, telltale shuffle. You know, always walking, never lifts his feet. Uh, even gets his hands out once in a while. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the most thing, how can you tell if he's a zombie? Uh, when you wear up your push-up bra, he looks at your brains and not your... From gorgies to ghosties, <laughs> long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.